Chokes Talks podcast. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. And this week I want to talk about the mind, body, and spirit. I know I speak about this so much. I speak about the mind, body, spirit, trinity, and the importance of it to my life and the importance of it to activating true, substantial faith filled change and I thought it was time that I gave you guys an actual episode about how I practically implement this and if we're talking about my implementation technique we have to rearrange the words from mind body and spirit to mind spirit and body because that's the order that I think really works. So every so often when I'm really feeling down or off center, I use this mind, spirit, and body technique to get myself back on track. It implements practical, spiritual, physical changes to move you from wherever you are, honestly, towards wherever you want to be practically. And I am going to just, first of all, break down what each part of the mind, spirit, and body represents to me, and then I'll go over my MSB, mind, spirit, and body technique with you guys so that hopefully you can implement this and really see substantial change because you guys know I'm all about sustainability. I am not here to just talk to you guys and hype you up so that you can leave this episode when I'm out of your ears, you go back to doing whatever it was you were doing that is unsatisfactory. And I'm not going to sit here and talk to you guys as if I've worked through everything and I'm great. I have worked through some stuff and that's why I'm here to help you. And the things that I'm struggling with, I tell you guys about it all the time so that we can work through it together. So this is really practical. It's, I don't believe it's overwhelming. It takes a little bit of time between 10 minutes to an hour. And that is a very broad time frame. And that's because whatever you need to get out of it, you'll determine how much time it takes you to do it. So just to get into what the mind, spirit, and body mean to me, the mind is your thoughts. That's the good thoughts. That's the bad thoughts. That's the ugly thoughts. And that's the honest thoughts. I know in our mind, there are some crazy, wild things being, being taught thought about English, English. Sometimes my tongue betrays me, my apologies. Um, yes, in our mind, there are some wild and crazy things that we think about. And when we think about these things, many of them don't leave our minds. You know, like they say the the difference between like a psychopath and a regular person is that they act out the things that many people think, right? <laughs> so in our minds, it's a very important place because it's the inception of a lot of thoughts. And you know, those thoughts can plant seeds and those seeds can germinate great and ruminate and grow into greatness, but also weeds that can really pollute the way we think. So that is why the mind is top notch up there in this technique. The second is the spirit and your spirit is your core. This is your faith and this is where you ground yourself. And when you ground yourself, you could ground yourself to good and you could also ground yourself to bad. If you believe something to be true in your core that is so negative, that will become the reality that you live. And for me, my grounding is to God, Jesus Christ and 
the word of God in the Bible. This is where I build my faith and this is where I tether my core to. Because depending on what you tether your core to, if it's something that is not a foundation, if it's something wobbly, you will be all over the place emotionally because when that thing rocks there goes your reality rocking along with it and we do not want to be rocking we want to be firmly rooted and grounded in what is important to us and the truth that we hold on to and finally it's the body your body is your physical being it's the words you say the actions you take the moves you make, you know, everything that happens outside of your mind, whatever way your mind materializes. So it's the walking, the directions that you go in based on your thoughts, right? It's the words that you say based on your thoughts. It's what you do with your hands, what you do with your body, all of that. This is your physical being and every single part of that, every single part that can be seen externally. I guess that's the best way to put it. Your body is everything that can be seen externally because your mind, people cannot see that. Thank God. (laughs) But yeah, so the MSB technique is a journaling exercise that I do. And as I said, it can take anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour or even more, really depending on what you need. It's taken me doing it. it it's taken me 10 minutes it's taken me an hour it's taken me more i've fallen asleep doing it it's it's moved me in many different directions but one thing i will always say is that it's the one thing i can really go back to tried and true over and over again to realign me back to center so i'm gonna start off with the mind again the second part is the um the spirit and then the third part is the body so the mind is twofold and by the way what you're going to need for this technique is a pen or something to write with and a piece of paper you could also do it on your phone but i am a sucker for journaling pen to paper there is nothing like it (laughs) to me for getting my thoughts out there and for journaling i that's just me. I'm old school in that way. But yes, so the mind is twofold. It's reality and hope. So the first thing you do is start off by writing what you're feeling. This is what is in your mind. No matter how ugly, no matter how sad, no matter how irrational, write it down. This is a technique where nobody needs to see this. You could literally do this and just keep the spirit and body portions and rip up the first portion of the mind. If you really need to, if you're nervous that someone's going to see it, you can use your notepad on your phone. If you have an iPhone, you could literally lock your notepads, but you need to be honest with yourself. Write down what you're feeling, write down what your insecurities are. Like I know, like just being really candid, I wrote one of these where the title was, God, I don't feel like you're enough for me right now. And that is horrible to say. Like it's, it sounds horrible to even say it out loud, but the truth is that that was the prevailing thought in my mind. And that thought was, as I told you guys, your thoughts plant seeds. It was planting weeds all over my mind. And the great thing about writing things down is that you take it from your headspace into paper. 
you know, not everything we can vent about, not everything we can talk to people about, but being able to get it out of your mind is important because when your mind is foggy and clouded with all of these thoughts, you are blocking greatness from coming in. You're blocking ideas from entering. You're blocking positivity from coming in because all of these um, weeds have roots that are so thick and so deep. So the first part is that reality. You need to write it down. And I don't know if anyone has ever told you this before, but like, I'm serious, write it down. However ugly it is, however many words you need to write. If you need to swear on that paper, swear on that paper, get it out because it's in there for whatever reason. And if you don't want it there anymore, you need to get rid of it. And I have found that journaling, you guys know I have an episode on journaling. I am addicted because when I do not journal, my mind gets filled with things that it doesn't need to be filled with my creativity and everything suffers. So you need to take it out of your headspace and put it onto paper. The second part of the mind is hope. So what you need to do after you've written it all down, you're feeling good, you're feeling lighter because that weight has been lifted and you're not having any shame because it is, it is shame that would make you be afraid to write a thought that you're feeling onto paper. Like I didn't say shout it from the rooftops. This is still between you and you, but writing it down can sometimes make it feel like a reality. But when something is a reality and you acknowledge it, now you have power over it. The things that we run from, we don't ever build up the strength to be able to combat against, right? So that is exactly why you write it down. So you get to the second part of the mind and this is hope. So you write down what you want to feel, feel instead and what you want to fill your headspace. What are you hoping for and what you'd prefer? Because if you're emptying out a space, empty space leaves room for all manners of God knows what. So instead of leaving room for other insecurities or random thoughts or external influences to come in and refill that space with things that you may not want, you take the action of filling it back in. So you write on that paper what your hopes are. So this is what you're feeling. We know the reality, but now what do you truly want? What do you hope for? What would be ideal? What would be better for you? And you write it down, however much it is, however long it takes. And that's why I'm saying that this could take you 10 minutes and it could take you hours, depending how much you have in you and what you need to get rid of, right? So you write down every single part of what you're hoping for. And this is what you need to do because you need to shift your mindset. And there's no other way to do that without first emptying out what you need to get rid of and then taking time to meditate and think of what you'd want it to look like instead. So this is the second part of your mind. Once you've written it all out, this is where a little bit of research comes in and this is the spirit so this is where you need to activate your faith you know what it is that you want you know what it is that you're hoping for you know what it is that you want to replace so when you're resetting your mind as you've done in the first part you need to also activate things that will help you root that reality to be true it's one thing to write, this is what I hope for, this is what I hope for, but how do I tether my core to believe that they are a reality to me? And this is where Google and the Bible come into play. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. It's Google and the Bible. And it is very simple in the sense that 
all you need to do is Google Bible scriptures about blank. Is it love? Is it hope? Is it finances? Is it companionship? Is it confidence? Is it self-love? Google has an answer for you, my darling. And when you Google this, you will get a bunch of results. I usually go for the first one or two pages, like, because it's usually a list of like 10 scriptures about whatever it is that I typed in. So read them, go through them, read them, read them in multiple translations as well. If, um, King James version isn't your thing, go check the message version, go check TPT, whatever it is, because different versions will explain or state the scripture in a way that may resonate with different people. Lately, I've been reading the message version and I've been really liking the way it breaks things down, you know? So read it in multiple translations and write down as many of them as you need. So this is really where you're activating your spirit. What does God say about you? If God is who you tether yourself to, if God is who your core is. So what are the things you hope for? And now the things you hope for, what does the Bible say about your reality in those things, right? If God never changes and his word never returns to him void, you can now take his word and attach your core and your hope and your belief to the reality of what God has said through these scriptures. So write down as many of them as you need. If you find that one scripture that just shakes your reality and you're like, oh, yep, we're done. This is everything I need. Write it down. Take a look at it and read it internalize it as your truth go back to what you wrote in the in spirit part two which is your hope i'm sorry in mind part two which is your hope and connect that hope to the promises of that scripture and what this is doing is taking your mind and now moving it into the spirit so that you can truly believe what you're saying. And it's not just, oh, a, a fleeting thought. There's evidence behind it. There's reality to it. There's hope and fact in the fact, in the truth that this can be for you or that this is for you and all you need to do is step into it, right? And this is how you really dig your roots deep. It's not just thinking about something and moving away. We need to activate all three. And with that, you move into the body. And this is the final step. You need to move in the mind and this, well, you need to move in the mind and spirit direction that you want to be a reality. You've done it in the two places that it can't be seen. And now you need to do, take some steps that can be seen. So it will be hard. Like this is simple, not easy. And I think that's most of the things I talk about are simple because I like to break the concepts down in a way that it's easily digestible, but the work itself is not necessarily easy. It could be trying. And this is something that I come back to time and time again. If it's a matter of me rereading a struggle that I had and reminding myself of a past time I've done it or having a new struggle and working through it, I need to do it over and over again. And you will probably need to do it over and over again as well. So it will be hard and it can stretch you, but think of three body steps. And when I say body steps, what I mean is actions that you can physically take towards the reality of the hope and spirit that you've just activated. Because if you just keep it inside of you and you never do anything towards it, you're not 
going to really believe it because your body's not even your body's not in agreement with it right you've gotten your mind in agreement with it you've gotten your spirit in agreement with it but when your body's in agreement with it you've hit that trinity and every single part of you is on track in the same direction right so this comes from speaking and acting when you figure out what your body moves are give yourself a deadline for when you want it done when do you need to have this body move done by if it's if let's say your struggle is i don't feel confident in my ability to be alone maybe your body step can be going out by yourself to the movies and you want to do that by this weekend and maybe another body step could be going for dinner alone and you want to do that by this week um you want to do that by the end of the month and another thing is to consider the frequency you might it might not be not everything will be something that can just be action like that it might be a constant reminder and you meet yourself where you are right if if it's something that needs a baby step for you to build confidence then give yourself that baby step within 2 weeks and then when you're confident in that baby step, maybe give that baby step a four-time frequency. And when you get confident in it, move on to the next step and the next step and the next step. And this is how you build it, right? And when you get nervous, when your body wants to reject it, go back to the hope of who you want to be and what you want to replace. Then go back to the spirit of every single thing that you've said was important to you and why you want to do this and why it's your reality and your truth through the word of God. And then remind your body that, hey, you ain't in this by yourself. Every other part of me is cheering me on. (laughs) So you activate it from there and you keep going. So these three obedience tactics are effective for me and I hope for you as well because they combine faith with practical action. And you know My words to live by for this week are faith without works is dead, but also works without faith are dead too. (laughs) It's, it's that action and reaction part, right? Like it's lovely to say, oh, God said this about me and I believe it, but actions speak louder than words and actions speak louder than thoughts. So it's really taking the reality and the practical, the physical step towards the mental and spiritual moves that you're making. Because you can't be, this is a balance. This is an equilibrium, even though it's a triangle, even though it's a trinity, it's a balance. If you're too spiritual, but you don't act on anything you say, it's stressful. And people are going to look at you and be like, yeah, they're always sending me scriptures, but like when I look at their life that they seem to know all the scriptures, but what are they practically doing with it except for forwarding them to me? If you're in your head a lot and you do nothing, you're going to be one of those people who are like, oh, I thought about doing that too, but I never got around to it. And everyone's going to be like, then who cares? <laughs> and if you're somebody who makes a lot of moves, but doesn't think them through, doesn't believe them and doesn't have faith for it, you're going to be very confused and exhausted because you're going to be making all of these moves and spinning in circles because you're just moving without direction, purpose, and intentionality. So it's really about putting yourself in this balance 
and I've created a workbook for you guys. The link is in the bio. All you need to do is take a look, download this workbook, and it will really help you work through this because I know this could be information overload, even with it being in the show notes. And since it's something that you're probably going to have to do more than once, I wanted to create a little free resource for you to help you on your journey. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Please don't forget to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a friend. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.